Welcome to the Bible Breakdown. It's a black man and woman in America who no longer identify as believers. This show contains adult languages, themes, and isn't meant for children. As black people, we respect the history of the black church in America, but its current state is massively abusive and we think the Bible might be part of the problem. Listen and let us know what you think. Peace. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown. I'm Kat. I am T. Yeah, we've got we've got big Bible energy today. We do. Yeah. Do you want to let the listeners know what we did last time on the Bible Breakdown? Yeah. Um. Uh. Last time on Bible Breakdown, we read uh Leviticus four through six of the New Revised Standard Version. That's the one we're using. Moses was commanded obedience. Uh, we read the Ten Commandments. Um, we got into a nice little discussion about that, and then uh. We talked about the great commandment and the caution against disobedience. So, yeah. Yeah, God is not afraid to put the hammer down. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, And I've noticed that, you know, when we are usually recording these podcasts, my roommate, who is a believer, is usually going to church. So... Do you know what type of church they go to? I think it's non-denominational. And that's the type of church I kind of came up in. It's very, you know, nebulous, like, let's just do good things and we love the Lord. But um, our purpose today is to find out, like, is this, I mean, we call it the good book and no one ever questions that. But is it the good book? Like, in your opinion so far, what's been good about the Bible? We've read Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and now we're in Deuteronomy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what if if this was all you had in the world, like in this was like you were told this is the good book. What would you what have you what would you have taken from it so far? I feel like I'm the wrong person to answer this because I was told that for many years. Well, I'm I'm just saying like we're but did you never read it like in a row like we're doing right now. So like if you were just if just try to use your imagination a little bit, blank slate, like you're going into this cold. Like what about this is would you say is good so far? Four well, books in. I mean, I only have to go like two books back. Um I think some of the Ten Commandments stuff is stuff that we can live by and take i think some of those were you know uh reasonable like you know don't murder people i think that's a big one i think that that that's fine i would take that from it don't steal i think i don't i don't as someone who in my youth went to a juvenile for theft um learned my lesson um yeah just don't steal from people and you know as i've gotten older and just realized people work too hard for their shit you know it's not right to steal from them so i think that'd be a good one committing adultery i agree with in the sense of don't lie to your significant other to have a relationship a sexual relationship or you know with somebody else um but i don't think that you only have to be with just one person obviously we talked about that several times um, I think that's good. I mean, all my stuff, I would just pretty much point to the Ten Commandment stuff for the most part. Um, everything, because those seem to actually be the ones that are more straightforward, like do this, don't do this. And it seems to align with a lot of the things that we take in value in society right now versus a lot of this other stuff is just like conquering other people and spinning the narrative like well they deserved it because of xyz and i don't agree with that well yeah they deserved it because they don't murder animals the way the lord likes them murdered. Yeah, but i mean i would equate that or people too because i mean we have uncovered some human sacrifice as well for sure but i mean i would equate like nothing's you changed know, it feels weird to say like we're like we brush that off super hard like really think about living in a society where they murder people to please god like, yeah, sure. Like, then that would be like a huge psychological advantage to maintain power because all I have to say to murder you is God told me to. Yeah, I feel like nothing's changed. Literally, people just murder people for oil now. Or so, I mean, in, it, in the story as well, you know, they're 
they're terrorists, they're whatever. They're, and maybe some of that's true, but. If it, and they're worshiping the wrong God. And they're worshiping the wrong God. So at the end of the day, it's literally just like drug wars. Like the government is. Yeah, the these are power struggles. These are cartels. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think we, to change all that, you have to change a lot of things about the way society in the world works which is a conversation we have a lot and i've come to my own conclusions about it you've come to yours so we don't have to get into that right now okay but specifically about the bible though well, like, like we we're, can't have these conversations we're for, without talking about how it relates to everything well no else. no i do i do want to talk about that that's what i'm saying like as far as it relates to the bible because actually the question before about like we're what are we four books in and five, like what right? has been the Genesis, good oh five Genesis, Exodus. Genesis, Leviticus, Leviticus number oh, so I'm sorry you're right we're five books in and so far the only thing you've pointed to as good was the Ten Commandments list which to me is still pretty anemic because it doesn't include don't rape which is what people do a lot the Joseph story was and there too. seems to it, it, it taught a lot about um Resilient, sure. So in five, we're let's say we've done four whole books. So out of four books, we've got one good story, one kind of good list. To me, it's still very lacking as far as what I would need for a good society that I want to live in. The And also the, our last version of the Ten Commandments had advice on how you're supposed to treat your slaves. So to me, that already kind of is like, let's find a better list. Yeah. And also, too, like other societies figured out, like they figured out outlawing murder and theft without the Bible. I don't have a comeback for that. There doesn't need to be a comeback. I'm just, this is just facts. Like, even the good stuff isn't that good, is what I'm saying. Like, the Joseph narrative is fantastic, but it's weird, too, that like we don't. Even with the Joseph narrative, it's just about him kind of being slick and getting by. It's not like God did anything to directly help him as far as I can see. Like it was this was just it was just mostly about family drama, which is relatable. But I don't see how the Lord made it better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, I would argue that. As I've had this conversation with other people, we were saying you're interpreting it wrong. That's what I mean. That's <laughs> what it always comes down to. So, even the slave stuff. Well, for that, I've heard that. Well, they weren't slaves like you would think, like in the eighteen hundreds. That that's not the type of slave that it was. They have rules on how much you can sell them for, like, and they make a difference between servants and slaves. Like that's just what I've been told. This, I'm just telling you, what I've been told. Well, we're reading it ourselves. Like we, you, we can see for yourself. Like they're talking about slaves, and the fact too that female slaves are worth less than male slaves. It's like this is to me. I haven't gotten to anything really good yet. Like when I think about the things that have been good in my life, as far as things that have helped me, like it hasn't been, it's been people who care about other people, not people who care about an invisible, powerful, all powerful man. So to that, I feel like somebody would quote Matthew seven. Um, uh -oh. We haven't got there yet, but it, it relates to, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened for you. Meaning that whatever you want to find in the Bible, you will find. So if you choose to look upon it with eyes that are uh, critique, full of critique, then you're going to find that. So you should have faith. I feel like that's what most pastors would say. But like, aren't things that are good just good? You don't have to like... It's like when psychics are like, well, it's not working because you don't believe. It's like, okay, well, that doesn't happen when I boil water. If, like, I don't believe the boiling temperature of water, that's still the temperature it heats up at. If I don't believe in gravity, I'm still falling off a cliff. Like, things that are real don't require my belief to work. Right. But it does require your faith to believe in God. <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. Like, so that, to me, is the part that lets me know it's not real. Well. You're just not uh, you're not feeling hard enough. 
Like, I'm sorry. I this mean, is what to people me, say. That's... I know, I know, I know, and I shouldn't. But it's frustrating to me because I'm still having the Santa Claus isn't real conversation with people, and to it reminds me of the saying where people will never forgive you for being right. You know, like if there's a situation where like people will just keep on doing stuff because they just don't want to admit that this mouthy black bitch is right. Well, yeah, I mean, what the the way you're trying to go about this, I feel like is a thankless job. So you're not. Oh, I'm used to that. I'm a parent. I'm used to thankless jobs. Okay. Well, then you're basically God. Hmm. <laughs> Once again, I feel like God is this weird concept. Like, do I guess that's my my question. Like, do we need because to me, it's always this desperate. Like bid for control. So we want to feel special. It's the same thing with like the astrology stuff. We want to feel like there's this we have this like cosmic destiny. Like it can't be the fact that we're just like a couple of like for all we know we're just vehicles for bacteria like it just doesn't to me like the fact that we need this cosmic significance and being significant to each other isn't enough to me it's like because I, I feel like people feel like I'm being like really egotistical because I'm saying like I don't think this god person is real but I feel like they're being way more egotistical by saying like the creator of the universe cares about me and has a plan for me and talks to me every day. Like to me, it's like, nah, even if there was like a dude who created all this, which I still don't believe, like if he was concerned with me on that micro level, that'd be creepy and weird. Like, like, no, like, and there's no evidence of it anyway. Like the only reason I have any kind of like, goodness in my life is because other people have cared about me and i feel like the only way but that they, i can repay that wait let me but i'm just saying like and the only way i can repay that is by making sure life is good for other people like to me that's what spirituality is it's that acknowledgement of it doesn't stop with me it doesn't start with me like i'm part of a chain and so like if i'm like oh well i don't have to worry about the continuation of this chain because jesus is coming back any minute to me that's like an interruption of spirituality to be like i'm so important that i get to live forever it's like no i'm gonna fucking die and and, and when i die are things gonna be better or worse than you know like am i gonna be a good steward like us like this is a plant we are here we have tools we have resources are we using them well i don't know um but I would argue that most of the people who did those things for you were believers and they probably did it because they felt like this is what the Bible or church taught them. But even the people who lived before the Bible even existed or even before these the Hebrews who created this oral tradition existed did those things without the Bible. Fair. So to me, that's way more significant and way more truthful than this stopgap abuse juice. Okay. Like I said, it's great when you have a choice whether or not to follow it. And like right now, we're 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 kind of. I mean, we're in a situation. We're in a privileged situation where we don't have to do this if we don't want to. But there's lots of places around the world where religion is not a choice. You have to do that shit, or they will cut your head off. Or dig a little hole, make sure your head sticks out of it, and then throw stones at it until you die. So, like, to me, it's worth, like, right now it's cool because even though we're not supposed to live in a theocracy, like, we're, we have a secular government, but they're trying to make it a theocracy where, like, we do everything from a place of a Christian perspective, and it's like, people think that'll be better, but nah, because it everything, like you said, you can find whatever you want to in the Bible. So if you want to find stuff that says, hey, you can't have abortions, you can find stuff for that. If you want to find stuff for saying, like, hey, you can have as many abortions as you want, you can find that too. So to me, it's not a good touchstone or, you know, cornerstone for creating any kind of morality or society. But let's let's read this. Maybe this will change my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is uh, Deuteronomy. This is... Uh, you know, Deuteronomy 7, a chosen people. We're going to find out why God likes some people more than others. Okay. 
Deuteronomy 7, A Chosen People When the Lord your God brings you into the land that you are about to enter and occupy, and he clears away many nations before you, the Hittites, the Gerakashites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, seven nations mightier and more numerous than you, and when the Lord your God gives them over to you and you defeat them, then you must utterly destroy them. Make no covenant with them and show them no mercy. Do not intermarry with them, giving your daughters to their sons or taking their daughters for your sons. For that would turn away your children from following me to serve other gods. Then the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you and he will destroy you quickly. But this is how you must deal with them. Break down their altars, smash their pillars, hew down their sacred poles and burn the idols with fire. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the people on earth to be his people, his treasured possession. It was not because you were numerous um, than any other people that the Lord set his heart on you and chose you. For you were the fewest of all peoples. It was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath that he swore to your ancestors that the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery from the hand of Pharaoh king of Egypt know there know therefore that the Lord your God is God the faithful God who maintains covenant loyalty with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations and who repays in their own person those who reject him he does not rely he does not delay but repays in their own person those who reject him. Therefore, observe diligently the commandment, the statutes and the ordinance, ordinances that I am commanding you today. Blessing for obedience. If you need these ordinances by diligently observing them, I, if you need these ordinances by diligently observing them, the Lord your God will maintain you with the covenant loyalty that he swore to your ancestors. He will love you, bless you and multiply you. He will bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your God ground, um, your grain and your wine and your soil, the increase of your cattle and the issue of your flock in the land that he swore to your ancestors to give you. You shall be the most blessed of peoples with neither sterility nor ba nor barrenness among you or your livestock. The Lord will turn away from you. Uh, every illness, all the dread diseases of Egypt that you experience. He will not inflict on you, but he will lay them on all who hate you. You may devour all the people that the Lord your God is giving over to you, um, showing them no pity. You shall not serve their gods, for that would be a snare to you. If you say to yourself, these nations are more numerous than I, how can I dispose them? How can I dispo dispossess them? Um, do not do not be afraid of them. Just remember what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all of Egypt. The great trials that your eyes saw, the signs and wonders, the mighty hand and the outstretched arm by which the Lord your God brought you out. The Lord your God will do the same to you, all the people of those who you are afraid. Moreover, the Lord your God will send the pestilence against them until even the survivors and the fugitives are destroyed. Have no dread of them. For the Lord your God who is present with you is a great and awesome God. The Lord your God will clear away these nations before you by li little by little. You will not be able to make a quick end of them. Otherwise, the wild animals will become too numerous for you. But the Lord your God will give them over to you and throw them into the great panic until they are destroyed. He will hand their kings over to you and you shall, not and you shall blot out their name from under heaven. No one will be able to stand against you until you have destroyed them. The images of their gods you shall burn with fire. Do not cover the silver or the gold that is on them and take it for yourself because you could be ensnared by it. For it is abhorrent to the Lord your God. Do not bring an abhorrent thing into your house or you will be set apart for destruction like it. You must utter, you must utterly detest and abhor it for it is set for, uh, apart for destruction. Thanks be to God. It sounds like, you know, propaganda, a little bit. It sounds like God's ready to lock things down, make a commitment with the Israelites. Like you're going to be my chosen thing. People, I want to put a ring on it. You have to do. Ex I don't understand how this differs from anything that uh, Hitler did. This particular passage. 
I don't understand. Well, I mean, it's the nature of power, right? Like power happens kind of the same way throughout all of history, I think, because there's this deep desire. Let's say you use the Hitler example or Pol Pot, Stalin. Anyone who promises order, people will be like, fine, whatever we have to do to have some security and order. So what one of the things that stood out to me was because I, you know, grew up in all like religious schools and I went to a kind of evangelical non-denominational school for most of like first through seventh grade. And most of they had a very strict um, inter- anti-interracial dating policy. Um, and I feel like it's kind of rooted in passages like this. Like where was the one where they were like, don't give your daughters, take their daughters for your sons or give your daughters to their sons. Like it's yeah. sort of that. And I think that's sort of the, um, it was never directly taught while I was in school, but I heard enough about it from um, like my classmates because right now we, we're kind of like used to like most non-denominal chase, my, most churches now are somewhat integrated, but like really up until like the seventies, eighties church was still very segregated. And so I think a lot of times the stuff that white preachers would preach in white churches, I mean, they're still kind of doing it now because it's very anti-gay. It's very, it's very anti period. So to me, it's like, okay, this is another example of where the Bible is actually talking about some things that are, it's, it's purporting things to me that are harmful. Like you said, this is a propaganda that I can't really get down with. Like, like you said, in the Ten Commandments, where it's like, don't murder, don't steal. Like that, I can get down with that. That's cool. That was literally the last, what, couple but, chapters ago, too. And now we're literally doing right? that. Right? That you could say very much, <laughs> but it doesn't count as a crime because you're doing it to someone who's not a believer in the Lord. So it's not really a crime. Like, those are things you can do amongst yourselves. But for outsiders, there's a whole other set of rules of how you can fuck them over. I don't love it. Also, too... Um, I'm going to link this in the notes. Um, this is like a story from the LA times, um, back in 2001, but it's just about doubting the story of Exodus. Cause you know, they keep referencing the Pharaoh and like, I brought you out. Don't forget that shit. Um, there is, let me see if I can find the actual quote. Okay. Quote. The truth is that virtually every modern archeologist who has investigated the story of Exodus, with very few exceptions, agrees that the way the Bible describes the Exodus is not the way it happened, if it happened at all, end quote. So I that to me, that's a very important fact that gets glossed over quite a bit. Like we really like this narrative of God setting the Israelites free from the yoke of Egypt even they themselves like held slaves. Like to me, it's like, I don't know. I want to hear your thoughts T. I I feel like I've been talking for a while. My thoughts in relation to what you just read. Yeah. Um, or about what I said about Exodus, like this whole thing that everything's being based on the fact that the Lord has chosen the Israelites because they're so dope and he took them out of Egypt and there's no evidence for well, that. I think, I think that's true. Wait, also, what's true? I'm just that there's no okay. evidence for the, um, not even that, but, it, but what I'm getting at actually would be, I don't understand. Like, I guess it kind of explains it with what I just read. Like he didn't choose them because of their numbers or whatever, but I just feel like then what, what the fuck was the point? Like <laughs> you could have easily, this is your problem. Like you started with Adam and Eve, you let them multiply. And then like, if we're going with Adam and Eve, were the only two people. And then they populated the entire world, which is something that everybody says that happens. I don't know if that is necessarily true, but that's what the story is. So it's a lot of, what does your instinct so tell you to- <laughs> about it being true? Trust your feelings, search your feelings. <laughs> It's probably not true. I mean, because I just feel like, I mean, but maybe it is like, I don't, I honestly don't know. I just feel like we would have a lot of problems, which a lot of people do. You get a lot of shit with that when you inbreed, a lot of, you know, health problems and stuff like that. Just from what I've, you know, 
been told. So my thing is like in this particular sense, both things, either way, it's, it's God's problem in the sense of like, you created these people, you have all the power to, to, to free will. And it's like, again, I just, it, it, it just brings me back to this is I'm in an abusive relationship. Like I'm in a, like you, you're, you're nothing without me or you, <laughs> you can't do anything right. I and it's made just like, you. or when you do do, yeah. Or when you do something right, I made you like, what the fuck, bro? Like it's some pretty tough. Pimping. And then it's just like, what is, what is the point? Like why even do that? And again, I go back to what I said with the guy told me, you know, like, why have a child? You know, you want to share your experience of this life. And I do believe that to be true. I do think that's like if we really broke it down, that's why a lot of people just have children. But like. And I guess if you if you if you if you really break it down, a lot of people might have abusive relationships with their children because. They don't allow their children to question wow. them. They feel offended when their children wow. question what the fuck they do. And look. Talk about it. You know, so like, um, I actually watched a video. I don't know if I shared this with you on Instagram, but I will. This girl, she's probably like 14 years old, and she's talking to a panel of adults and talking about like the cycle of what it, what it's like as a child in relation to adults because it's like y'all – basically don't like us to question you you make us do whatever you want to do and then when we grow up and we don't fuck with you you think like you're ungrateful you're ungrateful and it's like no you never opened up that platform for me to have a discussion with you to it wasn't a safe space like it's love i guess it wasn't a safe space i don't feel safe with you and i really identify with that because i feel like that in my own life like Granted, I'm a little bit more forgiving and a little bit more understanding of people's flaws. And so I do have a decent relationship with my parents, but I don't talk to them about a lot of shit. Not because I feel judged, just because I don't feel like they're going to understand. And I feel like a lot of children are like that or a lot of people who've grown up to be adults. And so it's like this is just an abusive parental parental relationship, actually, with God and the people he's created. Um, that's what I. That's what I'm. I'm with gonna this. have to strong agree with you on that one. I think that you're right. This does set up this sort of dichotomy that we see between parents and children a lot, especially in black families. Because well, and I can only speak because I only know black families, American black families. So yeah. what I've my observed experience, and this is why I felt the need to kind of speak out about this, is because. Asking questions about the Bible will get you hit. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm and I'm always very, very keen to go out of thing at like learn about things that people are like, you're willing to like hit me to keep me from asking me this question. So I'm using words. It's like the Will Smith Chris Rock thing. Did you see that Will Smith came out like this weekend, made a statement about how like he handled that wrong? Cause like you d- Yeah, but he also all right but like to me it's very important that we have this idea that we don't respond to talking with hitting i've been in so many relationships where that's been the dynamic and it's like if you don't like what i'm saying we can stop talking to each other we can say other words but i feel like the fact that it's like i have to hit you to make you stop talking to me that's so damaging and the fact too because it shuts down critical thought like critical thought comes from and asking questions and I mentioned before like I'm used to thankless jobs because I'm a parent sometimes kids ask you questions you don't have the answers for my kids are used to hearing I don't know like I'm not and it's okay yes, to say that I feel a like a lot of parents don't a, understand that it's okay to yeah, say yeah I'm not a god figure in their life like I'm a person like I'm I'm flawed so I'm gonna do my best I have to apologize to my kids a lot like I but I'm but I'm not going to stop trying and so I think there is this desire in human beings where we want this perfect daddy and I I think that's why like we have a like Catholics have the Pope he's kind of like the symbol of the perfect daddy but I mean even in Italian he's called Papa you know a pop you know like it's this deep desire but um let's take a quick break 
so we can come back and mm-hmm. when i come back i'm gonna read deuteronomy nine or am i no i'm gonna read deuteronomy eight okay we're back from the break and i'm ready to read deuteronomy eight and i'm not gonna be a hostile um angry black woman i'm gonna go into this and try to be the meek submissive lady that i'm supposed to be when it comes to the bible deuteronomy 8 a warning not to forget god and prosperity this entire commandment that i command you today you must diligently observe so that you may live and increase and go in and occupy the land that the lord promised on oath to your ancestors remember the long way that the lord your god has led you these 40 years in the wilderness in order to humble you testing you to know what is in your heart whether or not you would keep his commandments he humbled you by letting you hunger then by feeding you with manna which neither you nor your ancestors were acquainted in order to make you understand that one does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of the lord the clothes on your back did not wear out and your feet did not swell these 40 years know then in your heart that as a parent disciplines a child so the lord your god disciplines you therefore keep the commandments of the lord your god by walking in his ways and by fearing him for the lord your god is bringing you into a good land a land with flowing streams with springs and underground wells welling up in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land where you may eat bread without scarcity, where you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron, from whose hills you may mine copper. You shall eat your fill and bless the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. Take care that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments his ordinances his statutes which i am commanding you today when you have eaten your fill and have built fine houses and live in them and when your herds and flocks have multiplied and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied then do not exalt yourself forgetting the lord your god who brought you out of the land of egypt out of the house of slavery who led you through the great and terrible wilderness and arid wasteland with poisonous snakes scorpions he made water flow from you from flint rock and fed you in the wilderness with manna that your ancestors did not know to humble you and to test you and in the end to do you good do not say to yourself my power and the might of my own hand have gotten me this wealth but remember the lord your god for it is he who gives you the power for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your ancestors as he is doing today. If you do forget the Lord your God and follow other gods to serve and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you will surely perish. Like the nations that the Lord is destroying before you, so shall you perish because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. Woo! chilling stuff again sounds very um <clears throat> manipulative like i mean i don't know yeah. I, I, i'm sorry people to keep using that word but this is really just what it sounds like and i want to go on record to say because <clears throat> i feel like the more i climb this um career ladder that i'm not it's not like i'm trying to go out of my way to be you know disrespectful to religion or anything like that it's just like i feel like it's dangerous for people to say, well, we can't question. I think, well, I think we should question everything. I think you shouldn't just follow something just because somebody said do it because that's led to dangerous things as a result. And so I think this is also a part of it. And I just feel like, like this whole passage that you just read cat is very like, Oh, look what I did for you. And I did this for you. And I did this for you. And don't forget that I did this for you. And it's just like, who are you trying to convince? God, are you trying to keep like, I just, God is a salesman in the, that's what it comes off as. It's just like this fucking salesman, dude. Like, and it's, I don't know. It's a little disheartening for somebody who grew up Christian and spent all his time and like, you know, 
like I'm like everybody else. I think I want the same things as other people. Like I think it would be cool in a, in a sense to like yeah not die and like be able to live lug- luxuriously in an afterlife with your friends. We're all just kicking it around some fucking I don't know cloud beach somewhere. But like, but I, I just. Beach. I don't know. I just feel like one, that's probably not the reality of the situation. And then it's okay to die. Like it's, it's fine. I think the problem is that a lot of us don't realize that the finite amount of time that we do have, you don't utilize that for shit. And we work shitty jobs and we do things we don't really want to do. In the moment that you realize like, Oh, like this is my life. I'm in control of, you know, X, Y, and Z. It just makes it more li- worth living. So then when you do die, like you don't go to the grave with regrets. I think that might be the key. Like that is actually what we are all seeking. But human beings have an inha- inherently um, destructive trait within themselves where it's like, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. And that's really what heaven feels like is like, oh, well, sorry, I'll suffer now. I'll just don't worry. When I get to heaven, I'll chill out. Can I quote Bill Go Barr ahead. real quick where he was like, have you ever ate a, uh, like an Egg McMuffin and been like, you know what? Fuck my dreams. Like, you know? <laughs> Who said this? <laughs> Bill Burr. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, He's a funny dude. But I'm, I once again could not agree with you more. Like this is a strong agree on my part. Um, yeah, it's it's giving um I don't even know how to say it to me like the fact that you know God is bragging about everything that he did for the Israelites but and I'm gonna come off like an arrogant mouthy black bitch but this is not very impressive like you're supposed to be the God that made the universe, but like you can't like just prepare for these people that you're super into once again, because your statutes and commandments, we've been reading them this whole time. And a lot of them are just really about tabernacle decoration and giving Aaron and Moses the right kinds of meat and grain. Like to me, it's, it's giving, like, it's, it's so small and myopic to me, like someone who, who's supposed to have the whole world in their hands. Why are you concerned about that? Like making sure that, you know, these guys are getting the right amount of grain. Like that's what's keeping God happy. The God of the universe, the God who could make everything, but for whatever reason to me is, it more likely that the God who made the whole universe is talking to this murderer who's has a hold over these people, or is it more likely that this murderer has created this fiction to justify his brutality? <laughs> I don't, <laughs> this feels like, <sighs> all right, just, just follow me here. This okay. feels like I've I've been told this often that like when I'm in a relationship with somebody, they'll be like, oh, well, I feel like you do all this other stuff for other people and you. But when it comes to me, you don't do a lot for me. And I really feel like that's how this feels. I feel like God went and created the universe and the sun and the stars and, you know, whatever. He did all this other stuff. But then when it came to like. The people that you're supposed to love. It just, it's very, like you said, it's kind of basic. It's like, dude, like, okay, I, I, I am all for teaching people to do stuff, but also like, is there not a limit? Like, there's no reason that schools should be getting shot up, you know, like there's no reason that we can't, that there are countries that are so poor, like on on the back America is standing on the back of them. Like there's just this such an imbalance of like power and goodness, I guess in the world, if you want to call it that there's just like, okay, anytime you want to sub in Jesus, come on. Like, you know, <laughs> the ACL injury is over. Like, I don't know what you want. Well, And that's why it's a very convenient theology, right? 
like the idea that, well, things are so bad right now. It's because you've rejected the Lord and he's not coming back to make things right until. And keep in mind, too, we haven't gotten there yet. But according to this book, Jesus was supposed to have been back. And I even remember in my own life growing up having very religious family members and they would be like, oh, like God told me when they're coming back. Apparently that was like not true. Secret. According to the guy I work with, he said that's not true. Oh, what is he? What I'll is give he more information for the, us next time. But like I brought that up. I was like, well, didn't God say that he was going to come back and then didn't come back? Jesus. Or I'm sorry, Jesus. Once again, we keep acting like there's this triple headed. Like I said, God's like we said this before, like human beings like threes. So we have this idea of a of a trinity, but like there's no mention of the trinity in the Bible. Like we haven't gone through the whole thing yet, but trust me, like we've scoured it. Like there's no mention of the trinity in the Bible. The trinity is something that the Vatican, the Catholic Church came up with in I think 325 uh, CE. Yeah, I looked it up because that's the whole thing. Like, but you were it's just going to estimate Bible, this so... era. You got the whole fucking, the real year. <laughs> but I mean, to me, it matters. Like, I'm I'm a former believer. Like, to me, like, it really mattered to me where this came from because I wanted to believe it. Like, the whole point of me rejecting it wasn't because I just hated it so much. I actually used to love this. I wanted this to be true. But because... I'm into epistemology, which is the study of finding out what is real and what's true. Mm. It doesn't pass those tests. And it was very hurtful to realize that. But the idea of this triple headed God that we're supposed to follow, like the father, the son and the Holy Ghost, like that's just something. I mean, just to quote Rick and Morty, it's like, for all we know, everything we know is just some shit we made up. And that's kind of what it's giving. So this idea that Jesus, you know, said that I'm going to come back within your lifetime talking to the disciples. Well, this, we, we now all believe the disciples are dead, do we not? And he didn't come back. So that should have been the end of it. But that it's not how it works. Like there's lots of cults even now where they prophesize the end of the world. It didn't happen and things are still going. I feel like the seven day Adventists, Jehovah Witnesses and like lots of other um, theologies have predicted the end of the world and the world just kept on going. So I would say to people who call themselves believers, we should behave as if the world is going to keep going for maybe another 2000 years because it's been 2000 years since what we're calling you know the jesus resurrection like i i still don't understand why that was supposed to be significant so what you're speaking on in terms of jesus coming back i think comes from a mark passage oh you know what's a fun fact i learned that just this week there's always just so much more to learn i just learned that because we think things are sequential like in the order that they were written in the bible because that would make sense no, like the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all that stuff was written after Paul's stuff, like Chronicles, mm -hmm. Timothy, all that stuff that Paul wrote. That was all written down way before the Matthew, Mark, Luke, John stuff. Which just furthers my beef with that situation, but we can come back to that. So what you were talking about before, it comes from Mark, uh, I'm assuming chapter 9, uh, verse 1. Um, and then 13, 30, and then also Matthew ten twenty three. Um, but basically, <clears throat> um, what it says is that the passage is, uh, or this is what the article says. For example, three times in the new Testament gospels, Jesus makes a solemn prediction that at first glance seems like he thinks his second coming will take place before all his followers have died. This uh, this would obviously be a problem had Jesus predicted such a thing, both for historical and theological reasons. However, if we consider the, these passages closely, we will find that there are some reasonable explanations for all three. Since Matthew ten twenty three is the most difficult, we will spend most of our time on that. Okay, we're not going to do that. We can link this in the um, yeah. description. But this is basically, I think, this article is breaking it down. This comes from Bible and Theology um, website. The gospel coalition.org. 
Um, so I don't know. Maybe they'll put their spin on it. I'll read more on that. Maybe we can address it next time. Yeah, let's get to the next verse. So maybe we can figure this out. But like, yeah, it's very um, to me. Like the more we get into this, the more upset I get that this is something that's revered in our culture. Because to me, it's like we're just calling bad things good. But I feel like all of it comes, it all just comes out of fear. Like it's not. Yeah. And fear. And what did they say in Dune? Fear is the mind killer. I, I agree with that. But that I, that's why I empathize with Christians and believers and stuff, because it's like sure. it's it's. There are those psychopaths who are using this to like <laughs> definitely fuck the pimps. Wait, did you see that pastor who got robbed? No. Like while he was preaching, mm-hmm. it, it's giving scam. Like it's giving like insurance fraud. But like, yeah, I'm with you. But let's read this thing and keep going so we can um get everybody on their way. All right, Deuteron- Deuteronomy nine: the consequences of rebelling against God. All right, hit squad. Here, uh, <laughs> oh Israel. You are about to cross the Jordan today to go in and dispossess nations larger and mightier than you. Great cities fortified to the heavens, a strong and tall people, the offspring of the Anakim, whom you know. You have heard it said of them who stand up to the Anakim. Know then today that the Lord your God is the one who crosses over before you as a devouring fire. He will defeat them and subdue them before you so that you may dispossess and destroy them quickly as the Lord has promised you. When the Lord your God thrusts them out before you, do not say to yourself, do say, yeah, do not say to yourself, it is because of my righteousness that the Lord has brought me in a, to occupy this land. It is rather because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is dispossessing them before you. It is not because of your righteousness or the uprightness of your heart that you are going to going in to occupy their land, but because of the wickedness of the nations, the Lord your God is dispossessing them before you in order to fulfill the promise that the Lord made on oath to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob. Know then that the Lord, your God is not giving uh, you this good land to occupy because of your righteousness, for you are a stubborn people. Remember and do not forgive. Do not forget how you provoked the Lord, your God, to wrath in the wilderness. You may you have been rebellious against the Lord from the day you came out of the land of Egypt until you came to this place. Oh, wow. Even as Horeb, you even at Horeb, Horeb, you provoked the Lord to wrath. And the Lord was so angry that um, he was ready to destroy you. When I went up the mountain to receive the stone tablets, the tablets of the covenant that the Lord made with you, I remained on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. I neither ate bread nor drank water. And the Lord gave me the two stone tablets written with that finger of God. On them were all the words that the Lord had spoken to you at the mountain out of the fire of the day of the assembly. At the end of the 40 days and 40 nights, the Lord gave me the two stone tablets, the tablets of the covenant. Then the Lord said to me, get up, go down quickly from here. For, for your people whom you have brought from Egypt have acted corruptly. They have been they have been quick jeez. They have been quick to turn around from the way that I commanded them. They have cast an image for themselves. Furthermore, the Lord said to me, I've seen that this people is indeed a stubborn people. Let me alone that I may destroy them and blot out their name from under heaven, and I will make you a nation mightier and more numerous than they. Turn to the dark side. So <laughs> that's basically what this is. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I turned and went from the mountain while the m- mountain was ablaze. The two tablets of the covenant were in my two hands. Then I saw that you had indeed sinned against the Lord your God by casting for yourselves an image of a calf. Uh, you have been quick to turn from the way that the Lord commanded you. So. I took hold of the two tablets and then flung them from my hands. Uh, So I took hold of the two tablets and flung them from my hands, smashing them before your eyes. Then I say prostrate uh, before the Lord as before. 40 days and 40 nights. I neither had I neither ate bread nor drank water because of all the sun 
because of all the sin you had committed, provoking the Lord by doing what evil was in his sight. For I was afraid that the anger that the Lord bore against you was so fierce that he would destroy you. But the Lord listened to me that time also. The Lord was so angry with Aaron that he was ready to destroy him. But I interceded also on behalf of Aaron at the same time. I thought, wasn't isn't Aaron dead? Remember, a lot of this is like sort of a re yeah, okay. like we're just recapping what happened when he went to go talk to God and like Aaron melted down the gold and made yeah, the gold yeah, calf. Yeah. That's what I thought. It's like so okay. Anyway, then I took the sinful. Th- it was nice of Moses to intercede on Aaron's behalf. Usually, God would just kill everybody. Then I took the sinful thing you made, the calf, and burned it with fire and crushed it, grinding it thoroughly until it was reduced to dust. And I threw the dust of it into the stream that runs down the mountain. As ta- at Tabarith also, and at Massah, and at Kibroth Hadadatha, you provoked the Lord to wrath. And when the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea, saying, Go up and occupy the land that I have given you, you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God, neither trusting him nor obeying him. You may have you have been rebellious against the Lord as long as he has known you. Throughout the forty days and forty nights that I lay uh, prostrate before the Lord, that I lay prostrate before the Lord when the Lord intended to destroy you, I prayed to the Lord and said, Lord God, do not destroy the people who are very who are your very own possession, whom you redeemed in your greatness, whom you brought out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Pay no attention to the stubbornness of this people, their wickedness and their sin. Otherwise, the land from which you have brought us might say, because the Lord was not able to bring them into the land that he promised them, and because he hated them, he has brought them out to let them die in the wilderness for they are the people of their very own of your very own possession whom you brought out by your great power and by your outstretched arm so yeah he's playing on god's insecurities (laughs) 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 but like hey what did they say like you brought him out and you he said that a couple times where he's like god you know what they're gonna say about you behind your back what would you care if you were a god like what what What's a God to a king? What's a king to a God? What's a God to a non-believer? Yeah. Who don't believe well, in anything. Well, he apparently cares because. I'm quoting, I'm going to cite my sources. I'm I'm quoting Kanye, by the way. No church in the wild. Yeah, but now he's back to doing church stuff. That's why I said the father stretch my hands thing, because that's one of his songs. And you know what? That's from, that's from, you know what? I'm not going to even go into that. Um, You know, peace to Kanye. But no, what? Off- That's from what? What? I don't know where you were going. So, oh, we're not going to go there. So that's why <laughs> I'm right, just going to say peace to Kanye. We can talk about that off air if you want to put a pin in that. We'll talk about it off air. I want to stick to the Bible right now. Um, you know the way he was talking reminds me a lot of my ex husbands. I have two ex husbands. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is how they would talk to me. And it's interesting because you are instructed in religion, like the relationship God has with his people is the relationship like a man is supposed to have with his wife. Like, and so it to me is very, when I was getting out of those situations and learning about um, abuse cycles, uh, that's when I figured out like the Lord was my first abuser. Like this helps to prime you for this behavior and tell you what love is. But ultimately like my soul my spirituality my knowledge of what love actually is that predates all of this stuff let me know that this is an imitation of love so kind of like sweet and low splenda it might taste sweet at first but there's an after you know there's an aftertaste like this isn't the real stuff and so I was able to get away from it because I have experienced real love in my life so I know this isn't real love I feel like for people who weren't truly loved in this life, you know, there are a lot of people who are born into this life who aren't loved because we're, you know, some people are forced to give birth and some people don't love their children. It's really, really sad. And maybe that's where my um, privilege comes from, because for all my parents flaws, never once, never doubted their love never exactly and same here same here like i never doubted that my parents loved me for all their flaws like they they loved me and wanted me but not everybody has that experience you know what i'm saying so if you're taught that this is the model of love 
and it's actually this is just a continuation of an abuse cycle there's no reference for you so like if if you're hearing my voice like there's something better for you like this doesn't have to be the end all be all yeah and and once again like wait you finally agree with that in the afterlife there's something better for no i was about to say like (laughs) no like the the structure of like it's okay that things suck now because that means it'll be even better for you in the afterlife that's a game someone is selling you so they can take something from you whether it's sex whether it's money whether it's your labor like all of that stuff is worth something and even in the the chapter you were reading where they were talking about like oh you didn't build that that was just god through you like that's an abuse cycle too where you're like you're nothing without me like no there are people who like have god and don't do shit and it's only the people who actually do something who learn something who become valuable to not just themselves and other you know like that's that's who accomplish things it's not just because like you believe super hard to me that's why faith is damaging because that's how you get 9-11 you know like september 11th like those people were just operating on faith they weren't operating in reality which is, and and I don't know. I don't want to get to pre. Even though it's Sunday, I'm not trying to preach, okay. but I, I just do want to say that I do feel like this is why it, it's not like being in church will protect you from being in an abusive relationship. It won't. It's actually you're way more likely to be in an abusive relationship the more religious your partner is. I think we should end it there. <laughs> I think we should end it there. <laughs> Well, there's still a lot of Bible left, though. Still a lot of Bible left. We have Deuteronomy 10, 11 and 12 next time. We're going to be talking about the secret pair of tablets. Um, ooh, that sounds interesting. Rewards for your obedience. So we've gotten, you know, punishment, punishment. for disobedience. Now we're going to get the rewards. And then they're going to mention pagan shrines to be destroyed, which paganism is where christianity is derived from so once again all of it is just these are all just projections of human psychology and um fears so i think we're going to see a lot of the same things in paganism and in what we're calling christianity like that's just their way of like disparaging old religions but it's all the same game well i know that's why i find it very interesting that in the chapter I read earlier and then now what I just mentioned, it's like, it's really just a hostile takeover is what the, is happening now. Like mm. God is just like, or power grab. It's a power grab for, in the sense of like, okay, we have this new thing. It's, it's, it's basically like when a new company comes out, like Facebook was the big dog for a long time. And then Snapchat, TikTok came out, you know, and, and now it's like, well, we have to consolidate that power. So what do, what do companies do? They they buy up other companies or they make it so hard for them to make a dollar by stealing their, you know, ideas or cheapening their prices a la like an Amazon in compared to brick and mortar companies. This this is what this is what the game don't change, man. It's just it's just mm-hmm. repackaged for different game. industries. Mm-hmm. So like the only thing that's changed is the weather. <laughs> So this is just basically it seems to be what's happening over the last few chapters is that they're just like, hey, we got this Bible thing we're doing and uh, we need to let them know that all those other religions are bullshit so that they, you know, <laughs> everything they were doing for those religions. They like you come to death row. <laughs> if y'all tired. <laughs> That's one of the greatest. You tired of your guy being all in the video. <laughs> Like that was legendary. Was great, great shit. Nice. Oh, if, if for everyone who's listening who don't know what we're referencing, Google Suge Knight Source Awards. You're right. Come to death row. Good times. Good it's, times. Oh my god, where does Suge Knight? Is he locked up? Yeah, but he might be getting out. He was locked up for murder, really? but I think he might be getting out because of something where it was proven he. I guess did. I don't know. I don't know. Fuck Suge Knight. But I mean, listen, I don't like how he moves, but man, has that man entertained me. It is there is a strong causal link between entertainment and loyalty. That's how people feel so about like, Donald Trump, man. Come on. I know. I know, and I would never vote for Suge Knight for office. Believe that. <laughs> Believe that. But that's the thing. Some people don't any, know how to separate the, the, the entertainment well, I do. from the. Yeah, I want boring nerds running stuff. 
like space mm. program, boring nerds. Government, boring nerds. Somebody said free like, R. Kelly at the barbecue yesterday. And I was just like, ooh. Oh, no. She was like, I don't care. I don't care. Free him. That was R. Yes. Kelly. That what? wasn't Robert. First off, niggas can make music from jail. Like, why do people act like we can't just stop people? I mean, he can still make music. He and, and from what I understand, he is like a choir directing or doing something. In I there. mean, that was a given. We knew that was going to happen. That's yeah. Yeah, like my whole thing is, it just goes because they show gonna have in like little... five years. They gonna have him being like, look how he changed his life around. And, da, 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 da. and that was the thing too. R. Kelly, wildly religious person, did not stop him from raping twelve year olds. Because once again, there's nothing in the Bible that says you shouldn't rape twelve year olds. They're kind of with it. So, I, was, I was watching a Joe Rogan interview yesterday and um basis of it was how Epstein had given money to the science, some type of science program in Harvard. And there was this like backlash about that because the question was like, well, how much influence does somebody who gives money have over a science yeah. thing versus like. You know, like if I invest in a business or something like I can tell you what to do pretty much. And so like, yeah, there was that. But a, but if you just give that money. Yeah. But because, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein's not a scientist, so he can't influence it. He's just giving. Well, him money. that was the thing. That was the, the joke that kind of came out of it, because Jeffrey Epstein, for those who don't know, also wildly um, fucking underage women and so or girls. And so <laughs> the thing was like, what if his he only did that to prove like oh girls at 15 are actually way more advanced than we thought and so they actually can't take and that's the thing dick. though the science doesn't <laughs> that out though like you can try all you want to we have it's very concrete and once again like the insurance industry figured it out way before bio neurobiology figured it out that your brain is not formed until you're 25 so really 18 is very arbitrary like so how is it that is, women are more mature than men? They and and once again, that's biological too because we make people and are in charge of them. So like we do have to be a little more advanced a little sooner. But um, <laughs> the the idea that um, we should give money back from these guys, I think that's stupid. Like even with Bill Cosby, I guess like a lot of HBCUs gave their money back that he had given them. I'd have been like, why? He's just gonna use that on his legal defense. You might as well give that to oh, some privileged Negroes. It's blood yeah, money. Dumb as hell. First off, that money has pictures of slave owners on them. Like we're we're in a corrupt system, dude. Like we got you got to do what you got to do. Blood money. Oh, so it's like they can't. yeah, giving money. I don't think giving money back to pedophiles is the move. Look, we or rapists. I will, and let me say, because Bill Cosby, it sounds like all the women he raped were of age. So, so I'm not calling him a pedophile. We're in this hyper or sexually assaulted, sensitive woke culture where I feel like people want to be so. What is it? Virtual signaling is that what it's called? Where it's like they want to yeah. appear so good. Like I'm a good person. That is, um, I don't believe that to be yeah, Keep that fucking money. Right. Use that to do good. Yes. Mm. And once again, money is this really abstract concept anyway. Like it's just access to resources. So I think it's better that people, a lot of scientists, like the the work of science is to make our lives better. We're using science right now to do this podcast. Or how about like, this? Always, how about this? You don't want to keep the money schools? How about this? Why don't you fucking put it towards helping somebody get through their education so they don't be in fucking debt? Yes. How about that? I really feel like no doctor should have any kind of debt. I want them people stress free. I want my doctors to be so I want their shoulders to be super low and relaxed because they ain't worried about shit. Same thing with my. Teachers. Yeah, I mean, it's a public service. I feel like that it is. That, that's it shouldn't be commodified. So I think yeah. that, um, you know, open mark free market capitalism uh, only works with regulation. I know people are like it has to be either socialism. Fuck you, or goddamn commie. I think that a nice combo of both is what works best for people. And I care about people. Mm. I don't care about God because talk. if they, if they, if they are what they say they are, they can take care of themselves. This is like dangerous. the fact that people are always like, Oh, you're offending God. I'm like, how can I offend God? I'm just one little ass person. Like, it's just like <laughs> if a dog were making fun of me, I wouldn't even know. I don't care. 
fuck that dog. I could kill it with my hands. So it's like the same thing with God. Like apparently this guy you're describing could strike me down at any point for talking shit and has chosen not to. So it's obviously not that concern. Because it's literally like this is what all right, we need to end in a few seconds. I'll end it with this for real. Yeah. Because it's literally that <laughs> thing where people run around and be like, Oh, they're trying to poison your food or they're trying to kill you with the things like your toothpaste and shit like that. And I'm like, look. <laughs> Fluoride. I'm like, look, fam. <laughs> They want you to live. They want you to live so they can make money off of you. They do not want you to die because that's not how capitalism works. Right. If you are that's dead, what, I am yeah. not able to then have this butler and these fucking Wage waiters slaves. and all these yeah. people to stand on top of. So, yeah. Tell about the game. <laughs> I just this 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 is not how I saw a video about that yesterday where this lady was breaking down something about toothpaste. It's like from like the seventies or something. But then you know it's on one of those it's on one of those black people pages, and it's like all the comments was like that's why I use da da da, and I'm like because you know they trying to kill you with the food and the pesticides and all this, and I'm like look maybe some of that is kind of true, but at the end of the day, believe me, they want you alive. Because and spending that money. So anyway, that's all I just want to put out there. I I I don't think I've agreed with you ever so much in an episode. Like wowzers. So please reach out to us at uh Biblebreakdownpodcast.com. We are working on getting our older Biblebreakdownpodcast at gmail.com. Sorry. But we are working what, on that. Um time what is about said. to be gone. Right, but I just want to say, like, we're working on getting the older episodes uploaded to YouTube. We're sorry, like, they're not available on the podcasting platform right now, but we love you, and we're going to do our best to get those to you. Bye. Bye.